Moletool is the official sponsor of the Grease and Glamour podcast. Established in 1853, Moletool has grown to become a recognized leader in lubricant technology. Racing teams around the world have trusted Moletool to deliver the endurance and performance needed to compete at the highest level. Even if you're not racing on the track, Moletool's full range of synthetic lubricants will protect your engine against wear and tear of your daily commute. Stop by Universal Imports to purchase Moletool's line of products today. Are you looking to service your import vehicle or even get a new to you import? Then Universal Import is what you're looking for. Try our personalized automobile location service, a surefire way to get you to the perfect car for you. Take advantage of our 11 service space along with a full collision and body shop. And don't forget to ask us about our car care club. Only $49 a year and you get things like a 100 point inspection, $50 off a laser guided alignment, $10 off oil changes, and a free New York State inspection, and more. It really does help you to extend the life of your car. Visit us at 834 Linden Avenue in Penfield, right off 441, or check us out on Facebook or our website at universalimports.com. Universal Imports, everything we do will make it easier for you. And it is the Grease and Glamour podcast. I'm um, just making a little joke there because I said, who wants to lead this podcast? And they said, well, you have to with your good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. So I thought I'd go with a little bit of a different tone. This is Mark Fierbacher from Universal Imports here with another episode of the Grease and Glamour podcast. Uh, I am joined today, as always, by Jay Lawrence, Aaron Kane. And my sister, Andrea Montanti, she is with us in studio. Right on. And uh, we are, um, as summer is really kicking into high gear, and we know people are going to be taking some trips, probably a lot of them road trips. We thought we'd um, keep this light, do a little bit of a fun podcast on road trips, uh, tips and tricks for the road as you head out on the open highway uh, we might also talk about a couple of our favorite road trip movies and what is going on with iTunes and streaming music and people are buying records again, or as we should say, vinyl is how they call it now. Um, we'll talk about a little bit about that. How are you guys doing today? Great. Doing Feeling good. 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 Yeah. Uh, just want to make a quick mention. Uh, Grease and Glamour podcast is brought to you by Universal Imports. Universal Imports. Uh, sales and service of import cars here in Rochester, New York. Visit us at universalimports.com for any anything you need, whether you're looking for a car, whether you need service on your existing car. We have been uh, servicing the Rochester area with all their car needs for 35 years plus. Perfect. Very good, Mark. Okay, am I done? You are just beginning, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on with you guys? Anything new uh, since our last podcast, which, by the way, was with Kevin Williams, local weatherman here in, in uh, Rochester, meteoro- chief meteorologist for a number of stations over the years, as well as the president of WeatherTrack. Uh, that was a really interesting, fun podcast, didn't you guys think? That yeah. was a good one. It I was really, really, really Very fun. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway... Um, well, what you been up to? Um, 
still uh, learning the car business here with you. Yeah, that's right. Jay joined our team officially as a full-time employee yeah. member, cast yeah. member. Yeah, I'm still, st- I'm still not good on the oil changes. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your specialty. Just yet. So no, you know, Jay no. is not doing any of the oil changes here at. Uh, at not at only Universal just so you know, but we promise. <laughs> now listen, if if it was like you know the guest bartender thing, where like we were raising money for something. And right. somebody like, you know, say, yeah, I'll pay 500 bucks for Jay to give me an oil change or something. I think we'd do it for charity. But Jay is responsible for putting the posts on Facebook about our oil changes. No. Oh, great. So now I'm going to start getting hate. <laughs> hate mail. Right. Hate yeah. Mail. yeah. Hate, direct hate all, Facebook messages. Direct all no. your mail to No, it's to all Jay. good. It's all good. Yeah, we try not um, to uh, be too Aaron, serious. But, what you, know. have, uh, you got... What did you have going on over the last couple of weeks? Any plans? You take any trips? No. Are you gone at all? Not really. We we went on a day trip to uh, Skinny Atlas a couple weeks ago. Oh. Um, it was a beautiful day. It was a Saturday. But uh, besides that, nothing really. Mm. You're planning a trip, though, I am I planning, yes. The Italy trip, it's it's going. So is that going to be a road still... trip? <laughs> well, it is because we're going multiple places. So technically, it will so be kind of a road trip. you're going to fly there, and then you're going to get... And then we're... We're going. We're on the move. For and then you're going to get in the car and just 13 go. 13 days. Ciao. Yeah. Yeah. There well, we go. So take notes ciao. about the podcast today. <laughs> yeah. I hear uh, Italy is a beautiful place to visit, although it is not the safest place for rental cars. They get stolen a lot. So Good to know. Okay. Be careful. <laughs> when are you leaving? Uh, we're going in September. We're going for 13 days. Are you flying right into Italy? We're flying into Milan, flying out of Rome afterwards. So we're kind of going on the west coast, going up and down, spending a couple days, you know, different places. So it nice. should be fun. All nice. right. Good deal. Very nice. Drea, anything going on in your world? I'm excited to be asked to be a part of this podcast today. Awesome. Glad to have you. All right. Um, so, you know, we're talking about road trips and kind of tips and tips and tricks for the road in fact uh if you're local here in rochester make sure you tune in to wroc channel 8's newscast on this coming monday which is uh don't know the date the 17th the 17th uh from 5 p.m till i think 7 p.m or 5 to 6 30 p.m we are universal imports is going to be on the news answering phones answering questions about uh summer car care road trip tips uh they're going to interview us on some stuff uh so aaron's going to get a chance to be in front of the camera she's super excited about wow. that she is so excited don't by that. mind my super red face because it will be <laughs> really really red mm. <laughs> so you're That's going what makeup's for aaron <laughs> so you know when i was um thinking about uh, what kind of advice I could offer to people that they don't already know because most things are pretty common knowledge when you take a trip, right? You know, I mean, put put a little uh, care uh, box in your trunk with a blanket and some water and some stuff in case you get stranded, whatever, all that stuff. But I was trying to find a, a, a more fun way to come about or, or approach this. But before we get into the fun stuff, I think it's important to just sort of rehash the obvious. And and this is going to segue into a Universal Imports commercial, but you should, the very first thing before you hop on your road trip is get your car checked out. And there's no better place to get your car checked out but Universal Imports of Rochester and join our Car Care Club because when you join our Car Care Club, you get a free 
you get free trip checks. So, but it is important to get your car checked over because, um, you know, you want to make sure your wipers aren't torn. Make sure they wipe well. The worst thing is when you start a road trip, it starts to rain, and your wipers are, you know, they stink. Uh, make sure your tire tread is good. Your tires are inflated properly. There's no bulges in the sidewall. Any of those things that so that you eliminate the possibility for a blowout. Um, make sure your fluids and all that kind of stuff is topped off. Uh, have the technicians check for any leaks, if there's anything loose. Those kinds of things. I mean, it's just basic stuff. But I will tell you that as basic as that is, we see so many people come in with their car a day before they're going to take a big road trip and if we find even the littlest thing that needs to be corrected we may not have enough time to fix it before the beginning of their road trip so my suggestion is plan to do that trip check at least a few days prior to your trip that way if there is anything that needs to be addressed there'll be a uh, it'll be something we can address in a timely fashion uh it won't cost you extra to try and get parts overnight and pay extra freight those kinds of things so a week before get it checked out you'll be good to go um before i get into the fun stuff you guys got anything to add to that um i will say this that the one thing that we now keep is a window cleaner and a towel so that way um after we're done killing all the bugs because if you ever drive the long trips and you get hit by bugs, right. and you yep. as soon as you put your windshield wipers on, it's worse than it was when mm-hmm. they were there. And there's no way to take them off except for a little bit of hard. So we keep that because, because right. especially depending on where you're going, you're going into the southern tier, you're going down into Pennsylvania from here. It's always bug central. Yep. So keeping you know being able to be clear of sight was you know you had to pull over once in a while and clean have them all. Have you ever? Off. Have any of you guys ever tried Rainex? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. So Rainex is a great product for whenever you're driving, but on a road trip, it's awesome because not only when you put Rainex on, uh, does it repel the water, but sometimes it repels those bugs. It'll they'll slide right off the window as opposed to stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they don't actually die then. Well, they probably <laughs> they still die. They just kind of drowned in it. I don't know. Like what, they slide up and on. <laughs> Like a water slide for them. And then you look on the top of your roof, you open your sunroof, and a million of them fall in. That was a great idea. Just move them up to the top. (laughs) So, you know, so Rain-X is a wonderful product. Uh, And you don't just use Rain-X on your windshield. Use it on all your windows. In fact, you can also, this is a little tip, um, you can use car wax, like carnauba wax, turtle wax, on all of the windows in your car with exception to the windshield. The reason you don't want to use it on your windshield is that the wipers may not work well uh, mm-hmm. with a, with a actual wax on it. That's why Rain-X has a special formula for that. But wax on the outside of your side windows and your back window w- will do the same thing. It will repel the water and it'll and it'll last longer. It doesn't wash off with the with the rain as fast. Um same thing, and I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, uh, to put wax on your wheels uh, because that'll keep some of the brake dust that collects on the wheels from sticking right. to the wheels. Mm-hmm. So that you can do also. That's always a good tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you got fun-wise? Oh, fun-wise. Well, one thing I love to do when I'm on a trip is to try and find places to eat that you can't find at home. 
So you don't want to just wind up going to a new place and you wind up eating at an Applebee's or a or a chain, which there's nothing wrong with the chains, of course, but you know you want something that's more local, more regional, something that the people around town know about. So a couple tips. One is if you're not real tech savvy, just pull over, ask a local person, hey, where's a where's a great place in town for this, that, or the other? Or there are websites uh, like roadsideamerica.com, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful website to find out cool roadside attractions in various towns along the way. But also there's a website, and I have it written down here because I wanted to note it, uh, and i got to find out where I put it now, um, that will give you – it's called roadfood.com, and you just type in the search bar whatever town – and it'll give you a list of the well-known regional locally owned restaurants that you should try. So I did a little test and I typed in Rochester and the first thing that came up was the Highland Diner, Nick Tahoe's, Swan's German Market. Uh, mm. There were like five or six those, dinosaur barbecue. Those mom and pops uh, restaurants, they're better than any of those. Well, it's just oh, great yeah. experience. Oh, absolutely. You know, the other place you can go is to the Food Network. On their site, like oh, the yeah, dives, yeah. Or, yeah, you can look for diners, drive-ins, and dives, and any of the food places that they that they go to. There's a map, and that's what we usually do because that's what we're always looking for is kind yeah. of the dive. Like we go to Maine, we're looking for really good lobster places. Jay, but, because of that show, every time I go to Philly, I go to Tony Luke's for a Philly cheesesteak. Every time I go to Washington D.C., we hop in the subway. We go up to an area of Washington that is not the tourist area. And we go and eat at Ben's Chili Bowl. And that is a famous spot that like Barack Obama would yeah. go often to eat. It's on all the time. There's, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, those places are great. They're awesome. Yeah. Tony's in Philly is the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, even on your, your navigation, I mean, you can choose, um, you know, places to eat and gas stations and everything along your route, too. Right. Just going into your nav and, and choosing, you know, different options as well. Yeah, I'm, you know, idea. I guess there's two schools of thought. Some people like the element of surprise and not see. I'm not that guy. I'm the person. I'm the Clark Griswold, where I like to have everything planned out. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even kidding. No. Oh no. <laughs> hey kids, you want to see the world's second largest ball of twine? <laughs> it's only three short hours away. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah. He gets so, that from our father. Yeah, that's just uh, that's what I like to do. I like to have things uh, planned out. Um, so roadside attractions. I, I also did a little bit of search. What, what are the things if you – and this is what's really interesting. Some of these roadside attractions, even the people that live in those areas aren't aware of these things because we go about our normal lives and we're not looking in our area necessarily right. for mm-hmm. attractions to just drive by yeah, and We're just see. looking to go home and – Watch yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, there are there are some things around town. Like, did you know that Rochester has the oldest mini golf course in the country? Yep, and I can tell you right where it is. It is down in Irondequoit. It is next to the Parkside Diner. Yeah, is that, is that near Seabreeze? Yep, yep. Uh, That's the about oldest. That is a great mini golf place, It's an awesome too. place, It's yeah. the oldest mini golf course yeah. in the country. Used to go there with my parents what all the time. It? It, I don't know. I, oh, oh. Uh, well, didn't keep my interest for that long. I just <laughs> read it and said, okay, that's a good one. <laughs> Next. 
Um, so much for planning. Yeah. Well, I planned it, but we just moved on from it. That's all. Also, another thing in Rochester, if you've been downtown recently, if you drive downtown, they they have this thing called wall therapy. So they've had all these artists get together and do these amazing murals all over the city of Rochester. And almost all of them are on sort buildings that are, are worse for wear. I mean, they're not in great shape buildings. So they take a side of a building that otherwise doesn't look very attractive and they let these artists just have at it. And you can spend all day in downtown Rochester just going. There's probably a website that has them all on there. Some of these paintings are, you, they're unbelievable. You can't imagine uh, how these things were, were painted. They're so well done. So there's stuff like that. There's the Susan B. Anthony, um, there's different Susan B. Anthony sites, George Eastman House, all those kinds of things around Rochester. So the Whispering Pines Miniature Golf Course, that's what it is. Okay. It is the oldest miniature golf course in the country, and it's listed on the National Register of Historic Places, and it was opened in 1930. Wow. And I've been going there since the 60s. I've never been there, but I like mini golf. It's great. So. It's great. Do you cheat at mini golf, Mark? I don't cheat at anything. Why do I feel like you're wrong? I feel like you've been there with me. Man, if it has, it was a long, long time ago. I don't, I don't remember going there. Hmm. It's the one we're talking about—the same one, right there by Seabreeze. Yep, um, right up by Whip. Just before you go into Duran Eastman Park. Well, Duran yeah. Eastman Park's there, and then Parkside's right there, and Whispering Pines. Okay. Check it out. We should all go. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should do a podcast from Whispering Pines. <laughs> and we should just talk. Yeah, and we should talk to people as yeah. they come by. We'll just station on a hole. And then we'll talk. How do you like, feel about this hole? Yeah, and, 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 then, and then we'll go, okay, so he's up now. <laughs> and he's about to go for it. <clears throat> Another thing I've noticed, I was just, uh, I was just recently, um, well, I was down in New York not too long ago. I was in Canada not too long ago. This this is a great one. This has saved me so much time. I can't even tell you. But if you have a, an iPhone or if you have a, an Android phone, probably any smartphone, you can find apps that will give you wait times and traffic at the different bridges. So bridges and tunnels in New York City, you can go on there and it tells you what you're going to wait for at each different way into the city so whether it's the gwb the lincoln tunnel the holland tunnel um you know uh, the the brooklyn bridge all of those different ways into the city it'll give you reports as to how far uh, how long of a wait you're going to have going into canada if you're a rochester person you go up to canada in the summertime or there's three ways um, in there's there's three ways in yep there's the lewiston bridge there's the rainbow bridge there there actually is there's four there's the the um, uh, Peace Bridge. Peace Bridge, which is in Buffalo. The Rainbow Bridge, which is at the falls. And the Lewiston Bridge, which is up a little ways. In uh, Lewiston. In Lewiston. But there is a fourth bridge, and I don't know the name of it, but it is only for people with the Nexus Pass. So okay. if you get that special security, if you go through and buy that special security pass, and I think it's like 20 or 30 bucks, it's near where they have the uh, the whirlpool, uh, which is down a little bit from the falls. There is a bridge to go over, but it's only for uh, Nexus uh, users. Hmm. I think it's called Nexus. Uh, is the um, 
is that program they have to get across the bridge fast. But uh, there are apps for the Canadian bridges that will tell you also the wait times. And I'll tell you. It go, is the Nexus program, yeah, by the way. To, to go across the Lewiston Bridge into Canada, no problem. Easy peasy. To come out Lewiston, don't do it. You'll be there for an hour and doesn't matter what time of day it is. Wow. Um, Good to know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Peace Bridge, I think, is always the best one to come back out. Of Canada, if you if you have to go near Buffalo, but if you're coming back to Rochester, you probably use the Rainbow Bridge to get out. So Lewiston, Rainbow, Nexus holders use the Whirlpool. Yeah, the Whirlpool Bridge. Yep, the Whirlpool Bridge. Which, by the way, there's also some beautiful hiking trails right there in the gorge, right near that Whirlpool. Yes, you were telling me about them. I have yet to check it out. Got to check but it that's out. That's in the future. <laughs> That's a great Sometime trail. in the summer here. Uh, another tip. You guys have any any uh, thing to add? I don't think so. I think you've you've hit on most of them. Well, I can tell you, I just went to Connecticut. Excuse me, Connecticut, Connecticut a couple uh, Connecticut a couple weeks ago, and I don't know. I'm big with not texting when I drive. That's me. And honestly, it's not because I'm afraid of breaking the law. I'm actually afraid of texting while I'm driving. I'm going to be that person that goes off onto the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, you would not believe how many texts I got in the car by people who knew I was driving home from Connecticut. So I guess the tip would be you, there's always that setting on your phone that you can say, I'm driving right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for me, it's called off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's how. Like, I don't even want to talk to people when I'm driving on a trip. Well, I don't yeah. even look. We've actually talked about that in previous podcasts, not necessarily with road trips, but like with your kids. You often want to text your kids to see where they are if they're not home. But if they're going to text you back, if mm-hmm. they're driving and there's a good likelihood that they are, <laughs> you may actually be better off calling than texting because yeah. at least calling, they have Bluetooth, they can answer. Yep. And not have to look down to something. But a lot of people don't think about I don't sometimes. And I'm the one that's given that advice. And I'll still text them going, where are you? <laughs> I think automakers are soon going to take up this. And we've talked about it. They're probably going to put in jamming devices for texting at some point. So that way it yeah, just I mean, it, disables it, all phones. It's so like you, you said. That. It does help, though, when you have the thing that says, you know, I'm driving. Don't text. It also, like, if, if uh, I ever am compelled, even if I'm a passenger, if my phone knows I'm going over five miles an hour, it puts that thing on that I actually have to push the button to get back into my phone because it says I'm driving right now. So it's almost like a reminder like, hey, dude, you're not supposed to be on mm-hmm. your phone. <laughs> yep. And so you have right. to push nope. the button. Um, if you have a trailer hitch or you have a roof rack, if you take a road trip, even if you don't think you need the cargo space that you might have for a cargo bin on the roof rack or your trailer, sometimes it's not a bad idea to bring it because I can tell you many times we've driven, taken some beat off the beaten path roads to get somewhere just for a change of scenery. Stop by an awesome, uh, you know, we, we stopped by this awesome, uh, nursery and wound up with these huge flower pots that because I had the tra- I had the cargo bin on the back of my trailer, we were able to bring them home, and otherwise we wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were driving to Connecticut once and drove, decided to cut through and go through the Catskills a little bit, 
and there's all these cool side stands with guys doing you know wood carvings and this kind of stuff and we didn't stop because like well even if we wanted it there was no way to get it home so we bypassed it but oh if we would have had the cargo bin we could have that's yeah. a good tip. possibly yeah. plan a little home. bit ahead and say yeah. you never know cause so it's a good tip and it's also a good tip the other way if you have a roof rack on your car and you're not using it and you are definitely not going to use it on your trip take it off not the side rails the side rails are part of the car but the cross rails take them off it's a it it it's a uh, it destroys your aerodynamics and it hurts your fuel efficiency. I was just asking Aaron today where my roof rack was for my my Q5 because I know because I bought it here and I was like I remember I had those and I had to go in the back and there they were. We found it. We found them mm-hmm. in parts. Yeah. They're, they're really there. nice. They look cool when they're on the car, but they actually do nothing but destroy your fuel efficiency unless you're actually using it to carry something. Yeah. And to carry something. I think I've had the car for two and a half years and. I haven't put a bag up on the roof yet. I think we're good. <laughs> so, th- you know, that's another thing that I've noticed. But um, but there is uh, some really good apps out there for the, for the like, New York City bridges, for the Can- Canadian bridges. Um, you want to avoid going around big cities at certain times of the day. Like if you're planning a road trip down south, you don't want to hit Washington, D.C., between oh, two been there, done and that. nine, the bunch of times. <laughs> between two p.m. and ten p.m., yeah. don't do it. It's not worth it. You're Listen, better no. off staying in a hotel until it, four. I, in I'm the going morning. to tell you this too, Boston. Coming around Boston, so if you're going up, going toward you know past Boston, it, there is no time that's good. I was going to say zero. Boston. There's zero time. Zero that's time because you'll do it at four in the morning. It, it's packed, <laughs> yeah. and they got it closed off. There's an accident. I'm like, are you serious? And trying to go to like Cape Cod when you're in Boston, like everybody goes to everybody the summertime. Goes. Right. Like it's like a traffic jam all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> you really have to like, you know, it can make it really that part of the planning. If if you're not a planner, that's the one thing that you do want to try to plan because you can just sit. You can sit in traffic for so long and it can just make for a miserable time. Mm-hmm. So, so I got another tip. So if you happen to be in Maine and you're driving back and you decide – Hey, let's drive through New Hampshire instead of the throughways. Don't. <laughs> it takes about nine and a half hours because oh every every single road that I took was like thirty miles an hour, and it's all hills and it's it's lights. And I'm like, what was I thinking? So I was thinking, you know what? Let's do something scenic. Let's go. Let's. Oh, we saw it. We saw it all for so long. <laughs> I would have been home like, you know, five five hours earlier. I was like, oh, my God, this is the worst. So never do it. If you're coming back to New York from Maine, take the yep. expressways. Don't go through New Hampshire. And I don't want to say anything bad about New Hampshire. It's beautiful. I just don't want to spend a whole week there one day. That's exactly what I think. <laughs> a whole week there one day. A whole week there one day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, you know, all of that stuff. What do you guys do in the car for fun? So let's say you are sitting in traffic or you have a five, six, seven hour trip ahead of you. Uh, are you guys doing anything in the car for fun? Singing mm-hmm. and drumming. Yeah? Yeah, I've gotten good. I can play bass with my left foot. Now, now, when you have the whole family in the car, you're taking a whole family trip. Singing. Okay. Because I'm, 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 they all listening to you? They got to listen to me because I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> my rules, my car. Yeah, absolutely. No, we got to you know. singing uh, some Disney tunes. You know, okay, like acapella without the music. No, on? no, no, with the music. You oh, know, okay. Just jamming out to some Disney in the car. 
Wow, I've never even I never thought even about thought jamming out to could Disney. Jam to Disney. How do you jam out to the uh, the Frozen. the theme song to Lion King? Uh, just make up some words. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, I guess you're just you know giving it your all, whatever it is you're doing there. When the time. Okay, so what's our next subject? Here we go. <laughs> There's many things I tell Mark, and by the way, I got to say that Mark is an incredible guitar player. We saw him um, with his band Saturday night. They wow. were they were fantastic, and the best part was I really didn't hear Mark singing. Oh, <laughs> that's <yeah>. right. <laughs> Shout out to Rise Again Rocks on Facebook. Yep, yep. that's that's our rock band. Yep. Check it out, and uh, yeah. But my constant laugh to him is he always comes in here and he's always singing. I'm like, oh, please. What's great about just play the guitar. What, what's great about that. <laughs> That band and the group of people I'm in with that band is that we got together seven years ago and all the money that we raise from every gig we give away to people in need. And uh, on Saturday, we raised $2,000 for that's a, lot. a that's lady who really needs it for some Yeah, that's stuff. amazing. That's so, awesome. So it was great. We had a great turnout, and I'm sure that there are some of my friends that have been, that were at that show, um, are listening, are going to listen to this podcast, and I thank everybody yeah, for coming out coming to that out. show. Yeah, that was awesome. Um yeah, so, you know, Drea, when you're in the car, anything you can think of, is there anything that we did as kids? You know, I always remember having the hump in the middle seat because I'm the youngest of the three. I know, yeah. So I always had the middle seat in the back, which kind of stunk. Well, I don't know, as little kids. I, well, you never had control of the radio when you were in the back seat. So right. it was you played games and, I don't know, silly things. What is it now that they play punch bug? When you see uh, yeah. Um, I spy. Yeah. Do I stuff spy. like that. Yeah, we used to do stuff like that. We we used to have my dad had a Volkswagen uh bus that we took on a trip. And back then this was way before, you know, a twenty five point harness for your kids in a in a safety seat. I mean my dad like threw a picnic table in the back of the thing and some coloring books and like you have that. Yeah, that was the and thing. And we just took off. Listen. <laughs> you guys play back here, we'll drive. My favorite thing, my my brother, who's a lot older than me, my nieces and nephews were actually my age. He had a station wagon, and the best thing was sitting in the back, facing oh, out the back. Yes. Yeah, those are the worst, though, because every kid, you know, sticking up the middle finger, putting out their tongue. That's why we did it. It was <laughs> so much faces. fun, and nobody could okay. see us. Guys, and so unsafe. This? Do you remember driving in the car? And you and your siblings would be giggling in the back, we're causing trouble, and your mother or your father saying, you just wait until I pull over. And you and your siblings just cracking up in the backseat going, you're right. Yeah, like what's going to oh. happen? It's yep. never going to happen. And it is funny. Kids tend to get the giggles towards the – like towards the – my kids, it'll be quiet. Most of the trip they'll be sleeping or they'll be on their phones. But the last like hour, they the start giggles. to get antsy mm-hmm. and they're just – they're giggling. And it's and it's uh, it's just like the movie Vacation. Get your hands off me. Yeah. Listen, if I have to tell you again, just hit the brakes. My dad used to. We didn't have seatbelts. Back then, I remember my mom saying to my sister and I, You just wait until we get home, or I'm going to pull the car over. And my sister and I just looking at each other, going, Yeah, she's never going to pull the car over. So she never pulled the car over? No, that was our chance to get away with whatever we wanted to. (laughs) My parents pulled the car over. They were like, Oh, yeah? It's, it's over. I'm all, man. Here comes my dad. I remember actually letting my son out of the car one time. He made me so mad, and I told him. I said, I'm going to pull over. You can walk home. I I, I did Pulled that. Pulled over, and I said, get out. 
Yeah. I picked him up a mile later, but one of the things that we do in the car when we so I like to listen to podcasts and that's one of the reasons why we decided to do one is because I enjoy the format of a podcast and there's a lot of good ones that I listen to from ones that are just very funny to ones that are a little more serious. Um, but sometimes we will, the four of us, my two kids, my wife and I will talk about like, Hey, what do we want to do? You know, do we want to listen to an interview from a, from an, a, a musical artist or a, or a celebrity or, or something. And you can find it, you know, YouTube, whatever. And we'll stream it through the car. Um, sometimes we'll even watch TV shows. We won't watch TV shows. We will listen to them. Like the kids will probably watch it because they're in the back seat, but we'll have it streamed through the car because some certain comedy shows you don't really need to see it. Just mm-hmm. listening to it is is also funny, especially if it's something you had already seen. You can you kind of visualize and know you don't have to see it to get the gist of what's going on, and that can pass the time really well. Um, one of the things that are that that we do in the car is we do a uh, we rotate as far as they'll take Spotify. We use Spotify for our music streaming and each person in the car will pick a song, play it. And then the other people have to rate it one through 10. And then we see who, you know, who gets the, the highest score. What now, do you I'm, win? What do you win? Cause that's what I want to know. Uh, we do real s- prizes. Yeah. But they're like, they're not tangible. Pri- they're like, uh, they're like, okay, you know, the winner gets to pick what ice cream we're having when we stop. Or, you know, or something like that, you know, or or we're going to call the winner uh, or is we're going to uh, wait on every we're going to wait on them hand and foot for the rest of the day. If they win or whatever. I'm going to talk to your kids. I got some ideas for them. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to bring you know, to the we'll table. Do that. I mean, that's something that passes the time, which is a good good segue into talking about music, because you've got this whole this whole thing now with iTunes and Spotify and Pandora and all these music streaming services. Some cars now are not even coming with CD players, yet there's Crazy. a big news thing going out there saying CDs might be coming back. Um, and then it's that's an interesting thought that we might go backwards. I think we are. I mean, I see it. I know, Jerry, we were talking about it. Albums being created, which I like calling them albums yeah, or right. records, not vinyl. I just schooled my son the other day. Yes. I said, no. it's not a vinyl. It's a record. No, the yeah. cassettes I mean, are even coming back. back. the way it used to be, then we're going to call them records. Yeah. At yeah, least I think I, vinyl has stuck at this point. It's it's mm. vinyl now. Well, I'm fighting it's that one. like yeah. the... The War Memorial downtown. If you're a certain age, it's the War Memorial. Right. Now, I don't even know what the real name it's of it is. It's the Blue Cross yeah. Arena. However, yeah. it's still the War Memorial. Right. It's always the War Memorial to me, right? But, yes, everybody calls it vinyl now. We call it albums and records. But, it yeah, music's a, making a change. It's a huge change, mm-hmm. especially listening in the car. Yeah, I mean, nowadays people just listen. I mean, streaming, you just listen to it off your phone. Right. Most of the songs and everything is played off of your phone yeah we use uh one of the things we've got is a trip for with our um what is it like, USB. yeah usb yeah. so we put all our trip songs on it and it's all you know we call it driving tunes it's all so we'll be hearing them we'll be like lisa go oh yeah that'd be great for our list well the list is like 400 songs <laughs> we never can get through them all the time but they're always good they're always good for a good drive and just singing and just kind of you know as a as and they're a, not disney as some i'm not i don't really want to say i'm an audiophile per se but vinyl has <laughs> albums records have 
a much better sound quality than digital music as far as it's a softer, warmer sound that, right. that you get out of a, a record. Uh, and I think that records are coming back because that's something that there's also there's also something romantic about it, right? There's something about it's the whole go, thing, like going home and putting a record on the record player. Well, there's I was some, actually reading an article that said, believe it or not, the younger generation is the one who is the generation that's trying to get vinyl yeah. back mm-hmm. because of. Um, the whole idea of using that turntable—it's uh, tactile. It, 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 people want to touch and they—they yeah. they, they, they want right. to feel it and be part of it. And right. Even the albums themselves, the the covers of the albums—I mean, they were pure Album. artwork. Some of them. You couldn't. The liners read. inside reading them. When I was a kid at Eastview Mall in Victor, there was record theater, and record theater is where you went and stood in line to get tickets to any concerts that came. And you could sit yep. in there for hours and just look at album covers and, you know. You could s- buy a 45 for under a buck. There right. it is. And some of these album covers. Woolworth is where I used to get my Woolworth, 45. Right. Yeah. Woolworth. They used to have the little stand at top 40. And you'd look, oh, there's number one. Paul Anka, I'm buying that. Great. But you know, <laughs> just like anything else. That's what he's still listening like, to. And no. then what <laughs> movies were the same thing. They had the uh, FYI or FYE. F- yeah, that, was all yeah. movies. Yeah. And all, but you see, I think it's all turning around it, again. It, and that's why we talked about it. My thing about it, I wish we had video stores still. Because I think it was such a, it was part of the experience of being able to go in and look and see on the wall yeah. mm-hmm. and, and be, oh, well, there's a movie I should try. There is still, what we were driving through Auburn, there's still one in Auburn. I was amazed. I'm a moving. video store. A video store. I'm moving there. Yeah. <laughs> I think the last uh, Best Buy just closed. To it. That you know, right. after dinner, okay, everyone piles in the car. You go to the movie yes. store and you spend a half an hour looking. You get to for see the them. Yeah, because when you're trying to fun. when you're trying to find movies like nowadays, it's great. You can get as many as you want, but you got to really know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I'm really not always keen on all the suggestions they give me based on what my wife happens to click on my account and watch. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, So it's always like, ah, I got to keep finding it. At least the video stores, you'd go, and they had all the new releases, and then when, when they weren't there, all beneath, there were ones that were like those. And you go, oh, so, I'll you try know, Predator 4. That's with, a great idea. With all of this. Predator 4. <laughs> <laughs> I think with all this stuff, I mean, obviously streaming and being able to, you know, smart TVs and Roku's and Apple TV and all these things are great and they are very convenient. And I'm not complaining about them because there are a lot of aspects of it that I love. But um, it's it's let me put it like this. When we used to wait in line at record theater for a ticket to a concert, which at that time you paid 20 bucks max Ooh, for the best a, shows. Shows how old play. I am. Uh-huh. You know, five. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I mean, now you know you pay three hundred dollars to go to, to for cheap seats to go see the Eagles or something. But back when the Eagles were really something, you pay twenty right. twenty dollars yeah. for a, a general admission seat. You could be up front for that money. Yeah. But when we waited in those lines, when we were kids. We were we were like, oh man, I wish there was a better way to get tickets. You know, we were waiting in this line, and oh, I didn't get here early enough, and I'm like all the way down to to the other end of the mall waiting to get in this thing. Except you knew where you stood. You knew where you stood, whereas now it's c- super convenient. You can buy things online, except the the bots buy up 70% of the tickets before they even go on sale. So you don't have a shot. Like, 
you really don't have much of a shot to get a good seat, even if you're, even if you buy your ticket in the first minute that something goes on That's sale. That's assuming yeah. you can even get on in the first minute <laughs> right. because, right, yeah. right, yeah, so I mean, you have no clue where you stand. It's it's hit or miss, and then. Yeah, and so like going back to the streaming of music, the one thing that frustrates me beyond belief, I mean, it may not be a big thing for some people. For me, growing up in a world where we listened to records and then cassette tapes, you listened, you were sort of forced, unless you were going to go and change the needle every song, you were forced to listen to a record or a tape in the order in which they recorded it. For a reason. For a reason. The, the artist did that for a reason they wanted this song to be the song that plays after that song and so on and so forth they strategically play songs and in a lot of cases these songs had themes that carried over could have been concept albums like rush or pink floyd so it's a story me being a prog rock guy i was all about concept albums and rock operas and you know the who's tommy and that kind of thing in fact was telling you guys earlier if you take uh, you'd have to look it up to tell to know exactly how to do it there's a way you do it timing wise but if you take pink floyd's dark side of the moon and you start the first song right when the lion the mgm lion roars i think on the second time the album goes perfectly along with the movie in terms of what what they say in the album, in, in the word, the lyrics of the music, the the uh, the crescendos of the music, go along perfectly with the visuals of the movie. So you don't wow. listen to any of the right. You keep the, the 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 Wizard of Oz volume down, and you watch it, and you use Dark Side of the Moon as this, as the soundtrack, and uh, and you know you're probably supposed to. Uh, take some sort of uh, mind altering oh, drug sure. with it, but I but I think you could do it without <laughs> that. So we're not endorsing that. No, no, any really, there really is something to it. That whole era, the the art that's behind it, the art that's behind the music, the art that's behind the the covers, the albums. Hey, I have um, a question for you. I'll give you a little bit of trivia. Back in the day, you could get an album, and um, know who the band was or which one it was by just the cover because you just knew um i'll give you an album cover you tell me what it was this is an album cover that had no words on it it was all black it had a triangle on it a white triangle with a light beam going through and on the other side was a rainbow well that's pink floyd's dark Dark side Side of the moon moon. but when you said all but when you say all black album, you know which one I thought of first? Metallica. Metallica's black album, which was also all black, but it had a black snake on it too, didn't it? Like uh, embossed in, in it. Yeah, it was. It was it, not actually colored at all. It was just a, a black kind of outline of a snake. I remember on it too. being in middle school and in our art class. That was one of our projects. We had to draw an album cover. Yeah, I remember an album cover by the group. I want to think it was Sade. Was there a group? Was it uh, S-A-D-E? Sade? No. Oh, I can't think. Slade? It had Slade. Slade. It was Slade. Yes. And they had the, the they had this like creepy little monster on a carousel or something. That was not Slade. That was that gave actually me nightmares, Three Dog Night. Oh, that gave me nightmares. That album cover freaked me out. <laughs> 
<laughs> it had a big band-aid on it on yeah, the one side. Yeah, oh, I hated that album cover, man. I, I hated it with a passion. <laughs> but I'll tell you what my favorite album cover is. Iron Maiden's Somewhere in Time. That's a great album. Listen, their albums are covers are just yeah, really. just great. And by the way, it's the third roar of the it's lion. The third roar, okay. And this oh, and the suggestion is to actually use um in the movie uh put on the subtitles. So you can read the subtitles and listen to the music, but you got to set your CD to repeat as well and it'll take you through the whole movie. Okay. Wow. Mm. Well, and so speaking, We should do that here one day instead yeah. of actually working. <laughs> it's another yeah, during field trip. Work. It, it will be a field trip. It will be a field trip. trip. <laughs> yep. What are they doing in there? I think it's a so podcast. I have a Wizard of Oz pet peeve on Spotify. My Spotify somehow is set to constantly, every time I go in there, even though I switch it off, the next time I go in, it's set to shuffle. I am the world's most anti-shuffle guy there is because I, I like to hear the songs in order. That's important to me. If the next song that comes on isn't the one that's already in my head that I know is supposed to play, uh-huh. it frustrates me beyond belief. So there's a setting for that, right? Yeah. I set it every time, and then it just goes back to it. It's like so it's somebody else has me. your code, and they're just doing they're, it. They're just doing something. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't like it. So <laughs> did anybody research uh, what the deal is with iTunes? Because I keep hearing all this stuff about iTunes. I did, Yes. So, so iTunes is being replaced in the fall, and it's going to be three different apps. It's going to be Apple Music, Apple TV, and then Podcast. But if you have music already on iTunes, that's still going to be there. It's just now it's just going to be converted over to music. Okay. So. Okay. So they're not really going away. They're not going away. They'll save everything. Yeah. They're just kind of. It's still going to be there, but you can't purchase music off of itunes or anything like that anymore and i'm sad my ipod died music app my ipod finally died huh. hmm. no. yeah had all those albums on it yeah hmm. yeah i i'm going back to uh and i think what they're talking about with cds possibly making a a comeback is that you know so many artists had fought for a long time to stay away from the streaming services because they lose so much money doing that but the ones I think Taylor Swift was a good example. She was one of the ones that really fought for as long as she could to not mm-hmm. be on those streaming services. But eventually she had to, you know, play the game like everybody else and be streaming so that people would listen to her music. But it is really unfair. I mean, as a musician, I know that, geez, if you if you create something y- yeah. and you just yeah, get away. They're definitely getting paid and they're getting their checks, but you know, it's just not. They're not getting it's paid not the right as way. much, and this is why we're paying three hundred dollars to see them in concert. Because right, that's yeah. the right. way they can make so, money. Because now they have to go out and, to, yeah. and, and play you know shows. For okay, so the pay per stream that you do on like Spotify and stuff, um, it's less than a quarter of a cent. So if you listen to music for about four hours, you're going to get about twenty five percent. Sorry, twenty five cents going to all right shareholders. Wow. So yeah. they're really not making a lot of money. And so streaming has made up 75% of the music industry's revenue last year. Yeah. Well, yeah, I saw that. But you know yeah. what's going to happen is there's no need for record companies anymore. So we're going to start to be able to take those pieces right out of it. and Because you get all these bands now that go direct. So they'll get the revenues now that the record companies are 
kind of taking that cash right now and they're they're probably going to go away because you don't need them you right. really don't mm-hmm. right so they'll get the they'll get that income from the stream but they'll also get if especially with the revitalization of well record companies are going to just like just like so many other companies are going to have to adapt and do something else so they'll probably go more into promoting uh, or something like that you know producing you're still going to need to produce good music and you're still going to need people that that steer the ship and how to produce something because just because you're a good yeah. musician nope. doesn't make you a you good still got to have great engineers and right. you got to have great producers so you got to have that but the middleman is gone right and then you've yeah. got to have promoters because that's a that's a huge thing what one thing i notice is very interesting most of the concerts i go to see now and it's not just because of the type of music i listen to is not the mainstream music anymore but so many even big acts are playing smaller venues they'll play a lot more frequently at smaller venues than they will play just big arena shows mm-hmm. um and most big arena shows are multiple acts there's three or four headliners mm-hmm. as opposed to one headliner and then what they used to do back in the day is i remember like a lot of bands would do this they would actually have these openers that you were were really not well known and they would have their sound altered so terribly so that when they came on, they sounded okay. just It used to be wonderful. two bands. <laughs> Typically, it was two bands. Yeah. It was, it was two, two bands. An opener and then... And the tour was always to promote the album. And then they didn't come back on tour again until the next album came out. Now they just tour year yep. after year. That's, that's the only way to make money. Mm-hmm. So that's the only way and to make money. That's why they get yeah, so burned know, out. There is something to be said about what you what you were just saying is that some of these bigger bands are playing these smaller venues and not just playing the smaller venues. They're actually doing it free of charge. I remember it was Florida Georgia Line was already huge, huge. People were listening to them on the radio. I went to see them at the New York State Fair at the Chevy Court free. So you get it for free, but the New York State Fair or any of these venues, they are still paying. But my question is, is why would a band A band want still, that? They're oh, still they're, getting the paid. Because there's exposure and they're getting paid they're getting a paid. lot of dough. So, <laughs> for example, um, you, there's a website you can go to, and you, just as yourself, can go on there and find your favorite band, and there will be a quote there as to how much they charge to do a gig. And whether that gig is in your backyard or or at the YMCA or at Darien Lake or wherever, there's a quote on there. If you wanted your favorite band, you might be able to get them to play a party for you for $10,000 because all of those free concerts that you see at uh, at the Chevy Court, at the fair and all that, all of those, they're getting paid bet- between ten and $20,000 to play there. Wow. And I was then, just wondering if there was some reasoning behind it if they're just trying to get their – get themselves out there or I think what the reasoning is is it's a, a draw to get people to a like if you if you're going to the New York State Fair like I may not go to the New York State Fair this year but if one of the bands I really like is playing at the Chevy Court for free mm-hmm. I'll go so then I'm going to buy food yep which right. is insanely overpriced yep. and usually not that great unless you get Gianelli sausage <laughs> that's usually a that's usually a hit <laughs> Um, hey, Carnival Elites was just at Spencerport Canal Days. Yeah, just Blue Oyster Colts at the Hilton Carnival it, in a couple weeks. I can't get out. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, but I can't. I think it's probably just blue. 
<laughs> yeah, Oyster and Colt stayed home. Now, yeah, I'm not even sure they're still alive. We but. saw, we there is there are some really cool venues that people don't even know about right off of the Leroy exit, and Aaron doesn't live too far from this mm-hmm. area. Do you know about Frost Ridge Campground? Yeah, yeah we've been there. Frost Ridge has a huge stage. They're a camp. They're just a, a a campground, a summer campground. They put a huge stage up on a hill, which is a which is a a small ski resort mm-hmm. in the very small ski resort, but you can sit on this hill. They put a big stage there. Last year, we saw the Little River Band there for free. We saw, um, who was just there? The Zach Brown Band is was there or is coming. We were just in Lewiston uh, last week and saw Sammy Hagar and Triumph. Not Triumph. Um, Night Ranger. And, you know, that was, uh, that was, $20. That was a $20 show. Wow. And Sammy Hagar, by the way, for 71 years old, still moving around that stage like he's 20. It's pretty yeah, you amazing. Know, so, and that surprises me. Some of these people are, you know, really getting up there, and they're quite impressive. And then there's some that I think should just stop. Just stop, right? <laughs> there are some that <laughs> should like stop. 30 years ago, stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, not that long ago. Well, it may have been a while now. We went and saw, we saw Peter Frampton downtown in yep. Rochester. For free. Mi- for free. Yep. I was blown away that the man had no hair. Well, yeah, those those, those locks on. Speaking of album covers, it's his face with that right, that, that hair, hair that, that purplish kind of which curly. Which, by the way, Mister uh, Checking Phone for Facts, uh, Peter Frampton still holds the number one live album ever. Frampton Live. Frampton, Frampton Live. No, I'm just trying to find out how much it costs for my favorite bands. Like I'm thinking. Oh yeah. Like I'm on a, a like, like, listen, I'm I'm trying to find it. It's very convoluted. I just want. I was like, hey, how much does Stevie Nicks charge? Because I want to hear Stand Back Live in my backyard. And I'm pretty much <laughs> right. thinking it's going to be. Would that be, that'd be like, be? my neighbors would hate it. I'd rather have but I thought it'd be Buckingham great. come and play the National Lampoon's Vacation Holiday <laughs> Road song for me. I knew, uh, <laughs> Holiday Road. Guitar. Wow. Guitar. Guitar. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad somebody joins me. So oh, yeah, here's a whole talk, bunch of costs. Let's talk oh. about movies. Well, hold on. What are the, some of the costs of some of your Mumford and Sons, five hundred thousand to seven hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, no, can't wow. afford that. No. Wouldn't a pay a dollar, but that's just me. That's Sorry, anybody that likes Mumford yeah. and Sons. Tim McGraw, half I'd a million. I pay five hundred thousand for Sanford and Sons. Tim McGraw is what? Half a million. That's it. I'm gonna have to save my money, and he'll play in my backyard. You say? Yep. <laughs> wow. One Direction, one hundred and fifty grand. Seems pretty well, cheap. I mean, there's only like three people oh, left, yeah, so how can you? What can you get for ten? <laughs> They're only going <laughs> one direction. <laughs> what can you get for ten? Grand? I'm looking. I'm looking, man. Oh, Jeans Addiction, a hundred grand. Uh, what? Yeah, I no. love Jeans Addiction, but I'm not paying a hundred. No, grand. no, we're not getting anything for ten grand. I well, we are. We're getting. You can maybe get maybe three out of th- thirty-eight special. You get three. I'm pretty sure you don't get the eight special. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ten grand. <laughs> you get the thirty-eight special special. No, you just get the you get the three. You get the early bird hey, thirty-eight going special three. <laughs> three. Going to see three. What happened? Uh, eight and special. They couldn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get three dog night anymore. You just get one dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a dog. It's a puppy. <laughs> one puppy day. One dog evening. It's called. No. Yeah. No. There's nothing for ten. Oh wait! Now here's the list. They break it down to like fifty grand. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got to go to the bottom there. Yeah, let's <laughs> just see what a couple I mean, bottom no. ones are. Everybody's like, they're all just 
if you all want to know, just get on your computer. You're listening to this. Just jump on and be quicker. Oh, wait, we're getting to it. I don't even know who these people are. That's why they're 10,000. Right. I'm going to put my name in here then. Cause Donnie and Marie. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows. I can only get one of them. <laughs> Donnie and Marie. Not Osmond. Just just <laughs> a couple of names. Donnie and Marie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my, uh, my Wi-Fi just died. All right. I was right in the middle of the 10, and I was like, oh, yeah. And I'm looking at the names, and I'm like, if I, what if I just put my name in there, and then people just yeah. happen to book me? And I, oh, you got fav- a gig coming up next month. What are your month. favorite road trip movies? Well, let's just get to it, Mark. What's your one. favorite? Oh, we'll do mine last. Mine's obvious. Yeah, it is obvious. You've, you've, you've teased it for f- yeah. 50 minutes, hour right now. There's, um, there's actually a bunch of them. I looked them up in uh, preparation of this podcast what about rain man everybody tends to forget that that's actually yeah. a road trip yeah with the ending place being las vegas was that the it's uh, where did they well they, i know they went to vegas and they went counted to vegas. cards well, yeah the that only was reason they started take, in la they were only taking the road trip because um rain man actually didn't want to get on a plane mm. mm-hmm. i don't so even remember where the they car. were going i just remember he bought his underwear at kmart and watched judge wapner yeah, Wapner in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I remember. It's a great movie. It was a very. I'm just concerned movie. you you remembered the underwear part, but oh, that's yeah. a whole other. Yeah. <laughs> Kmart sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's what he would say, right? Or yeah. something. No, something. Yeah. That's funny. Um, <laughs> what else were there, Dre? We are the Millers. You remember that one? That was With pretty Jeff funny. That was a good one. They're in the camper. They pretend to be a family. Funniest part of that movie is the baby. That's the. The, the marijuana, baby. and they <laughs> toss it. <laughs> and the the one woman in the trailer winds up uh, freaking out because she thinks it's a real baby. Yeah, that's a good one. That's I good. fell asleep during that part. I don't remember it. Oh, so. Good I movie. I like that yeah. one. Uh, Thelma and Louise. I know it's a popular one. I can honestly tell you I've never seen it. You know what? I second that. I have never seen it. I've seen I it. haven't seen it either, but that's no surprise. I've and I love it. Susan I don't remember. Sarandon. I mean, She's watch. great. I like Susan Sarandon and Rocky Horror Picture Show. Don't they drive over the cliff in this one? Don't yeah. They, don't they kill themselves? It's kind of a great bummer, spoiler right? Spoiler alert. Really? Well, the movie's only been out for like 30 years. You don't need to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> right, thanks. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know the ending. <laughs> there you go. I'm just saving you a little time. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, there is probably no better road trip movie than National Lampoon's Vacation. Would you all agree? Yeah. No. I'd have to agree. Uh, okay. I, I, I would. I'm just concerned that we're going to get you singing again. So I'm trying to figure out if I say no, can we just move on from this and we won't have to hear him sing? No, again. I won't sing. <laughs> okay. But no, it, movie, it really was listen, funny. It, it starts from the beginning when Eugene Levy, uh, as the salesperson, is selling Clark Griswold, the family truckster. Right. And, he, and he goes in and he says, Hey, I, I ordered the Antarctic Blue sports wagon. And. And Eugene Levy has this classic line that is so nuanced and so subtle that most people probably didn't even pick up on it. But he says, I owe it to myself to tell you, not I owe it to you. I owe it to myself to tell you if you're taking the family cross country, this is your automobile. And he gets home and the airbag goes off and it's a hefty garbage bag. (laughs) And it has like how many uh, gas caps on it like that's in the new <laughs> that's in the new one that's, that's the in the, in the i'm just one. telling you emma jean coca like wasn't she on the roof oh did yeah, they did uh, they tie uh, aunt edna oh, aunt yeah, edna yeah. to the roof <laughs> yep. that's the best 
The, also, if you if you are watching this movie at any point, one thing you really have to look for is that towards the beginning of the movie, Clark Griswold and Beverly D'Angelo are in the kitchen discussing the trip, and uh, she's scraping the dishes, and Clark is supposed to put them in the sink to wash them, but instead she scrapes the dishes, he wipes them with a towel, and puts them back in the drawer, so they never actually wash the dishes. They just scrape the food off it, wipe it off with a towel, and stick it in the stick it back in the cupboard. You like this movie, Mark? I love this. <laughs> I've watched this movie at least a hundred times. It's it's really uh, it's got so so much so many great little things about it that uh, are are just wonderful. Well, he's like your favorite. He is my favorite. Yeah. He well, is. is that is it that movie in particular or the whole series? That that of- the first one is is hands down the best. Mm-hmm. Um. And then after that, you know, I thought Christmas I, Vacation I, was I like funny. Christmas Vacation, vacation I think, is probably going to be mine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Christmas I Vacation is probably everybody's favorite, and I like them all. I mean, even you know, Vegas Vacation was wasn't terrible, and there's even a YouTube movie that they made about five or six years ago. Beverly D'Angelo and Chevy Chase made a small little uh, va- National Lampoon's Vacation. Like it was like an anniversary video. It's like a twenty-minute vignette of them going to a hotel, and it's it's not great. But if you're a vaca- if you're a Chevy Chase fan or you're a fan of the franchise, it's something to watch. It's definitely not very good. Well, there's there's lots of movies that happen. Yeah, but you know, I think they're not only just because of Chevy Chase, but I think the reason I love that movie so much is it's a Harold Ramis movie, and I I think Harold Ramis was a real genius comedic um director i think that was his first movie he did caddyshack uh he went on to you know he was in ghostbusters mm-hmm. i mean he, he was a he, he, he was, was a real creative a, force if people don't yeah. realize how much he wrote and right, directed right because he wasn't that. in a lot of these movies yeah. as yeah. but uh, as himself or as an actor no it's a funny movie it really is it's definitely when there's nothing else on that's a good yeah. it's a good go-to if you want to yeah. laugh i the, mean really the, I mean, when they when they when the car pulls up to the gas station in the desert and they fix it, and Clark says, "Okay, well, you know, thanks, guys. What'll that be?" And the guy's got the wrench in his hand. He goes, "How much you got?" <laughs> and he goes, "This is outrageous. I can't believe this. I want to I want to see the sheriff." And he flips open his wallet, and he is the, the sheriff. sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good stuff. Um, anything else? Sir, do we have any news today? Do we have anything to yeah, I report? Have a, I have a couple articles. So this one I found interesting. So German supplier uh, ZF revealed an external airbag system last week. The safety feature has the ability to shield passengers and protect them in a side impact crash. According to an article in Car Connection, external airbags would deploy on the exterior of the car if a crash is imminent. The airbag system checks to see if a crash is unavoidable. If not, the system then quickly determines if airbag deployment is possible and beneficial. The airbag system not only helps reduce the injury severity, but also helps minimize the chance of injury at all. So it deploys on the outside of the vehicle. Um, wow. Kind of wow. an interesting That's different. feature sort of to see. puts you in your own little bubble. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, it just creates a lot of bad drivers because they don't care. Oh, I'll just get slip closer. What do you matter? Boom. Ah. It's like bumper cars. Bumper cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just create a version of bumper cars. So, oh, now I got to get those things reset again. You're back in your garage. Yeah. 
Um, yep. So one more. Um, so Jaguar Land Rover is testing a steering wheel that heats and cools to indicate driving directions. The automaker detailed its sensory steering wheel, which can heat or cool down in the driver's hands as they approach a junction or turn indicated on the navigation system. The steering wheel is intended to replace audible alerts and vibrations, which are distractions. Rather than, rather than a driver taking their eyes off the road, the steering wheel rapidly heats up or cools down based on the driver's preference to indicate a turn is coming up on the navigated route. Don't the, like it. That's a horrible oh, idea. Yeah. So what do your what do your fingertips freeze and then that's when you're supposed to like turn? Well, I gotta tell you, I don't I don't turn. even like when your car has uh, lane departure warning where the oh, steering I, wheel yeah. fights you to get back in your no, lane. I didn't I like, like that. that I didn't like that at all. No, I'm not a fan. Like, but I, I guess that's a company. You know, somebody sold somebody on a great idea. They're probably working on this for years in yeah. some building somewhere. So they go, oh, I can't believe it. they let us do this. I can't yeah. believe it <laughs> got that far. <laughs> Yeah. So it says the temperature swing could be as much as 43 degrees, but can you imagine just like driving and then like, all of a sudden what? it's freezing so or you really hot? Listen, at this age I get heat flashes. It is. I don't <laughs> think I need. I don't need a little help on this thing. Like, are you kidding me? I'm already like, oh. What God. is wrong with just having voice? Someone telling yeah. you, please turn now. I'm thinking exactly. that would be less of a distraction than yeah. my hand burning yeah. you, off. You, take your hand you, off. James Earl Jones saying, turn here would be yeah. great. Yeah, not, right. not, or not burning Connery my hands. Or somebody. Like, like, it's going to go wrong at some point, and yep. somebody's going to burn their hands. Yep. Right? And you're going to, ah, and then you're going to take your hands off the wheel. That's going to happen. We are on you're our 20-something episode, and we still haven't heard... <laughs> Jay's Sean Connery impression. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> well, I was going to give it to you right there. But yeah, no, did. I, I didn't. <laughs> no, yeah, and we got to talk about that epi- episode thing because I was looking on a list and that you can go and obviously check out our list. You can go to our website and, and, and check out the Grease and Glamour podcast. But if you go and you look at the list, there was one in there. The last one was like 19. And then um, the one with Kevin Williams was uh, 21. <laughs> I noticed, and then Mark today tells somebody else, yeah, we're doing our 21st one. And I'm like, no, I don't know what we're doing. We're doing a 20-something. We're... we're we're gonna it's have like, we're gonna have some secret episodes for the archives that we get. Oh, it's like Carol Burnett. Yeah, the lost episodes. <laughs> right. Well, so, we lost one in between. Like all so of a sudden, I looked at thirty. I go, see, I, I'm thinking ahead. Thirty years from now, you're up at two two a.m. in the morning. You're watching an infomercial on the lost episodes of the Grease and Glamour podcast, and you'll be wanting to call the eight hundred number and act now because not only you get the full episodes, but you'll get also the get the bonus. Yeah. You'll get the bloopers and the bonus. Secret episode twenty that never actually aired. <laughs> <laughs> I was still laughing. I was laughing. I'm looking at it the other day. I go, well, so what episodes. podcast are we now? I think we don't know. We let's, don't really let's know. Just call it twenty two. We can call it whatever. Um, I think I think we just go. Get back on track? Well, we're, we're gonna, I think if if we said last week was twenty one, we might have skipped twenty. So we're, we'll I call think, it. We're at twenty. I think the okay. problem is that maybe we did one and then it became two episodes. Yeah, it's a little mm-hmm. weird because Mark was singing for a whole half of one. Yeah. I don't know, but <laughs> I think that's what happened. Like one episode, I don't know. So you count it, and I'm just like, I, you know, it's episode twenty something, mm-hmm. which I think I actually make mention to so as I an inside actually, joke. And, yeah. So yeah. now when I look it up on uh, my podcast, it's gonna say episode twenty something. Twenty something. Yeah, twenty yeah. something. Maybe 20 we'll. Something. It'll be. Yep. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. The twenty we'll something. Call it episode twenty something. Yeah. And then when we get close to where we think we're like in the thirties, we'll go. Yeah, it's thirty something. Yeah, right. It's yeah. less work for yeah. us, really. Yeah, and, yeah, and you so. know what? And it's if you're a listener and you want to figure it out, send us a note. Let us know. 
Because yep. we're not really that concerned about it, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, in, the, in the suggestion box. Yeah, the fine. suggestion box. The Grease and Glamour podcast is brought to you by Motul uh, Oil Products. Uh, we use Motul exclusively here at Universal Imports. It really is the best motor oil on the planet. It's also uh, what's really recommended for the import cars that we service primarily. Um, Visit universalimports.com. We handle everything soup to nuts on your car, from your oil changes to engine replacements and everything in between. We have a full body shop and collision center, so we can do your restorations. We can do all your collision work. And, of course, we sell many beautiful import cars every year. Feel free to email uh, Aaron at E-K-A-I-N, K-A-I-N at universalimports.com. Or Mark at universalimports.com, Mark with a K. Don't uh, email me. I know nothing about cars, yeah. as you all know. E- email you Jay can. if you don't like his Facebook post. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll be getting that use, soon. Use Jay's email for the suggestion yeah, box. <laughs> yep, and it's mark at universalimports.com. <laughs> I share it with Mark. But, uh, but Aaron and I, we, uh, we work very hard to try and find people the cars that they're looking for, and we have a very, very good success rate in finding you exactly the car you're looking for, down to the color and options and price, the whole nine, we will take care of it. Um, you will experience a, uh, your experience here will be like none other in it, when you've dealt with stuff with your cars before. We have a very friendly staff. You'll feel at home right away. There's nobody here that will, uh, will make you feel uh, intimidated or threatened by what your car may need or how we're going to help you take care of your car purchase. We have had customers time and time again tell us how easy the process of buying a car is here, and that is something we take a lot of pride in. So feel free to call us anytime, 585-381-8677, or visit us at universalimports.com to learn more about how we can help you with your next car. Uh, Till next time, I'm Mark. I'm Jay. I'm Aaron. I'm Andrea. And uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Have your fun road trip if you're going to have that in that time. And stack up on 20-something Grease and Glamour podcasts (laughs) for your road trip because that's all you really need. We'll keep you entertained for 20-something hours. See you. See you. Bye.